So again, right, like as, as an architect, we always design for health, safety, accessibility for persons with disabilities, structural fire protection, environmental separation, right? And taking as a consideration the, the last one, we always look for uh, ways of design in order to kind of just improve uh, the building or the project in, in itself, right? So I know that uh, your company uh, have several, several products. You have air sealing uh, with all the elements that uh, accompany to, to, to that membrane with uh, tapes, sealants. You also have another portion, which is thermal insulation, and also you have another division there, which is fenestrations, right? So at this point in, in time, like knowing that it's like you're actually, your company is just taking into consideration a broad um, area of, of elements, let's try to kind of just focus on the air tightness and try to kind of just explore in a little bit more detail about those ones. Maybe in the future we can just uh, meet together mm-hmm. again and maybe we can talk about the other items. But let's try to kind of just narrowing down uh, your company in terms of air tightness. So now that uh, I understand that you have a really good experience about this, can you mention me what has been the good, the bad, and the worst on that specific topic? Whatever, if you can just mention like uh, one little thing about each of those, uh, just for everybody that is listening, is like, okay, what I have to kind of take in consideration when I'm talking about air tightness. So, yeah, if you can ex- expand more the idea. Yeah, I know, absolutely. And I'll kind of maybe explain it as good, better, and best because, you know, currently good is just, as we talked about, doing or building uh, a building to code. And so we're using Poly and Tyvek. Uh, again, which are great in their application, but at some point, those materials were pushing the material uh, characteristics of it. And so when we're trying to get to the levels of performance that are dictated by passivos, we're trying to get to a point six, sorry, point 0.6 air changes per 50 pascal. So we're trying to figure out, again, the, the leakage of that building um, at a very precise amount. And of course, the physicists that created the passive house principles, you know, did a lot of understanding of how much heat or cooling is required with that much air leakage. But if we just think of, of you know, a passive house is 90% more energy efficient than a standard, you know, single family home. Uh, in commercial, it can change to maybe 50%, but there's a significant amount of energy that is being saved by having uh, an excellent shell, meaning that it's, you know, it's air, it completely airtight it. The, uh, the sweater has been built out. So again, we're getting less heat through our thermal bridges that are typically done. And so, you know, it comes down to is what are, you know, the, the, air tightness systems that you can do. Um, you know, our products are a more as a membrane brace. Um, we do have a liquid applied air barrier that could be, could be used um, in some other products. They're using um, the insulation as part of the airtight layer. Um, and then, you know, another option too is, is taping your plywood or OSB seams. So, 
Um, there's a gentleman, um, that is one of our, uh, one of my mentors. He talks to we sort of project from an architectural standpoint. You know, you have 1.4 million decisions to make on how to build your house and you get down to about 80 different products. Well, in air tightness, you kind of get down to, you know, maybe a dozen brands and each brand has their prescribed system, but they all kind of follow a similar task, which is to create a continuous air barrier around. Um, you can use different systems. And this is why it, it could be a little bit challenging for some people because you can't go to Home Depot or Rona and buy an air barrier. You're buying uh, a part of the system. So you have, you know, uh, concrete coming out of the ground as the air barrier that ties into either a gasket or, um, you know, a silicone or a tape or whatever that is going to get connected to either a membrane, a peeling stick, a liquid applied air barrier, um, or a structural product, you'll apply with OSB, you know, continue on, connect to the windows and then connect to the roof and, and come back around. And, um, but where the detail is, is making sure that it is continuous. And a lot of times we've put in materials, uh, and not fully understanding it. And that's what's nice about it, is teaching people, uh, the building science and teaching framers and, and, and architects about how to, you know, apply those products we've, we've already been putting into in a more detailed approach so that we can improve the air tightness on the home. And then once that's achieved, you know, one of the other app, app applications or sorry, principles is with, with Passos is looking at, uh, you know, proper ventilation. So if you build it right and make it nice airtight and then you ventilate it right, you're well on your way to uh, having a high-performance home. Well, that's uh, a, a great explanation, and, and thank you for for looking at this from the other side, right? I always go from good to to, to worse, and you, you're changing my mind on that one, and that's uh, that's uh, validate that for sure. Yeah, well, again, like I said, there's you know there's a lot of options, and um, you know a lot of times we look at things. We always you know we're always told to get three quotes. Well, sometimes the three quotes are three different options, and the question is is what one works for you know, your project, your budget, your schedule, and how does it tie into things? Um, and as, you know, we, we move forward, there's a lot of education of, of which products work and which application. Um, and what's nice too is I, I found that the, you know, we, we kind of spoke about the industry of, of Passfuls, how it's open source. You know, a lot of suppliers are, um, yes, we're competing in the same, you know, field, but there's a lot of oper oper sorry, options for collaboration where um, depending on which product or which design people look at uh, allows for different uh, opportunities. And so, um, you know, it's really great that the, the market here is, is very uh, friendly and, uh, and there's a lot of opportunity to share and, and improve things uh, and really help out the end user. Cause again, there's a lot of questions of, of people like homeowners going like, I just want a house, you know, I want a shelter. I want my stainless steel appliances, my quartz countertop. And now I have to worry about set code. Um, and, 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 you know, and a lot of builders aren't there yet. They haven't taken the courses or haven't educated themselves. And so, um, the fact that the industry understands this and there's a lot of support in helping uh, people guide everyone the right way so that we're building healthy, comfortable, energy efficient homes, um, and not going to have issues. And so, uh, again, what's nice, again, uh, about high performance is that it is based on science and the level of detail 
um, is really there to ensure that we're going to build some amazing homes. And, and now in Canada, we're starting to see, um, like in see Vancouver, we've got over 2.5 million square feet of passive homes in the city. And so we've gone from one way back in 2009 with the, uh, the Whistler passive house, um, to over a handful. And we even do a, a bike tour. Um, one of the things I'm involved in is the social aspect of getting the community together to, you know, have a beer and swap stories. Um, even in Vancouver, I call it the unofficial Pasado Street of Dreams because there's already 14 projects uh, along one street. So it's great that we have local examples, local heroes in the industry to help us all grow and, and perform and have less failure. So I'm proud that the community is very supportive. Oh, that's pretty nice because, uh, yeah, I've, I've been invited to, to some of those tours, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I have the situation while well, I need to just take a fight in order to go there. But, uh, it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty nice that, uh, all the, the owners, um, community, right? This like open their houses in order to, to share with the, with the public, uh, how well those buildings are performing, right? So. It's not like, okay, I'm, I'm saying that because I, I design it or I'm, I'm saying that because I, I put a lot of my materials there is because the actual final user is enjoying the time, right? So, and they are pretty pleased on what's going on with their lives that they, okay, they, let's, let's go for it and just come and, and see, right? Because this is, this is pretty good way to live in, right? So no, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's one thing too about all these homes is, you know, we talk about it, but you really need to, to touch and feel and understand we talk about comfort because most people don't understand the difference of a regular home versus a high performance. Um, we can talk about it. We can talk about, you know, the energy performance of it all. But once you actually feel the difference of the, you know, the indoor quality that's better, the difference of daylighting, um, it's, it, it's pretty exceptional. And for everyone, uh, so again, if you're listening, you know, wait until November and the spring where we have our international uh, passports days where you can go and, and experience one of these buildings. And so yeah, before you build something new, um, do some research and see if you can experience it because you'll see why we're, you know, pushing this onto you. It's not just, you know, some marketing gimmick. It's it's actually for the benefit of your health and, uh, and the enjoyment of living a better life without not much, you know, ease. Just we're talking about... Uh, if I just, I mean, we haven't mentioned the, you know, the five passage principles, but continuous air tightness, lots of insulation, better windows and doors, uh, a proper HRV or ERV or, um, some of my colleagues talk about, you know, it's a fresh air machine you're adding to your home and then minimizing those thermal bridges. And so all those five passage principles really do create a comfortable, healthy, energy efficient, resilient, durable, and then we still allow you architects and designers to make it still look good. And, uh, and so they're, they're pretty unique homes. And, and the fact, again, like I said, there's a lot of examples, um, in North America that it's not just a European concept now. It's, it's really a global concept. It is pretty unique with, uh, over 60,000 passive buildings, um, built, uh, and lots more coming. Oh, that's great because uh, something that I, you, you're touching there is about um, the the heightened values, right? So at some point we're talking about aesthetics at some point, right? But uh, you you never see like the hidden uh, features, which is uh, yeah, healthy environment. 
thermal comfort, uh, and again, acoustics is also like something that you you get benefits from, right? So you you have an airtight building, so a lot of uh, uh, the things that are going on outside is going to be just blocked, right? Just for the sense of everything is blocked in the proper way, right? So. So now you, you were talking about um, um, like houses, right? So we understand that passive house is not limited just for uh, dwelling units, right? We, we're talking about also commercial areas, institutions are uh, getting uh, benefits from these principles as well. So how do you feel the market in the institutional world, like uh, big buildings about this? So what is your experience about that? Well, just locally to you, it's, uh, you know, I had one of my greatest experiences being in a car dealership. So Red Deer has one of the first car dealerships. Um, and we're seeing all different kinds of buildings. The, the first community center in Surrey called the Clean Community Center is just wrapping up. And, uh, when you look at the design and architecture of what they did to create that, you know, box, um, with all the amenities that the, uh, the Surrey community is going to be able to enjoy. It's fantastic. And now we're looking at, you know, big, tall buildings, um, in the city of Vancouver where in the next few years we'll have the tallest passive buildings in the world located. Um, and it's not just one, it's, you know, we, we, we thought 46 stories was going to be big. Now we're on to 60 and we're even now looking at uh, a 30 to 40 story wood frame. So mass timber passive houses. So not only are we growing the passive house community, but we're also embarking on the embodied carbon conversation and adding that into, uh, into our buildings, which is, I think, really exciting because we, you know, we, if you think of the design movement over the years where we, as you said, we had lead and we, you know, we brought in Passive House to help out on the energy side of things. Uh, and now, uh, lead has moved into the leading building challenge. And, and so it's great to see a lot of these different areas come together. Uh, and the fact that, you know, any building that you, would like to build, you can apply the passive principles to it. If it's from, um, you know, we've got student dorms that are being built in Toronto, Hamilton, as well as in Victoria. Um, any type of building that could be imagined um, is working towards it. At any rate, there are, there are some buildings where it's not uh, appropriate, but you'd be surprised. Like we even have, um, you know, fire halls. And uh, I think the latest one I heard was a, was a, um, a, a bus terminal. So, you know, even there's only like, you know, a couple of people working in the bus terminal, but we're making high performance for the buses. So yeah, it's pretty unique of, of where we're moving it towards. So getting out of the single family world and into the uh, multifamily and institutional and commercial, it's pretty exciting. Oh, that's great. That's great. So no, it's, it's pretty exciting and, and, and you can just uh, look uh, like what is coming ahead and you can just uh, see like a full life of, of following price that uh, is not only uh, the aesthetics again, it's not a, only the aesthetics point of view, but the actual performance of the building that is, uh, is, is uh, contributing to your best way of living, right? And work as well and all the different uh, uses that you can just think and imagine, right? So, uh, no, that's great. Going back to the actual memory. Yeah. So at some point I was thinking about uh, costing, right? So, and I have 
cracked my head so so many times, right? Saying like, because whatever is in the market right now is is like the most cost-effective solution, right? But uh, at some point, you have to kind of just pay attention to the point of difference of every material, right? So it's not only the cost, but what you can achieve about that. So you can see like different products can be like uh, 20% higher, 10% higher in cost or almost a double, right? But uh, first of all, is trying to kind of just look for what you want to achieve. If at some point you want to achieve like a, a pretty high performance in terms of whatever you can imagine, right? In sustainability and in, in airtightness and what is the products that, that, that will work best for the, uh, your project. You can just go and narrowing down to your products and competitors that are, are pretty similar on, on the actual material that you're using. Uh, going to the actual technical portion of the actual membrane, something that I, that, uh, impacted me the most is uh, the actual physical configuration, right? Because while this uh, material that you, you have is, it is called Intello, right? Which is, calls like smart membrane or basically like it has the properties to kind of change permeability depending on of the season, right? So that is pretty interesting because at some point I can hear the myth saying that, oh, well, the, the, the paper barrier just, just 0. 0.00001 perms. Uh, I don't think it, it, it worked on this climate or that climate, but it's pretty nice that, uh, well, the actual physical properties can change, right? So that's pretty amazing. Can you can you just give me a little bit more of an insight about that? How do you like it so far? Thank you for being with us. If you want to know about the following part, just keep in touch and follow us for the next part of this episode. And please don't forget to leave me a review on whichever platform that you're using to listen in this podcast, either good or bad. Remember, Mexican have thicker skin, you will hurt my feelings, that's for sure. And better yet, if it has some good criticism so I can learn from it and improve it, that will be even greater. I understand this hasn't been perfect, but it can be better every time. I recognize your time is valuable and would like you to enjoy this moment with me as well. Also. If you like what you get from this audio, I will recommend you to be the first to share this info with your friends, so maybe they can get something valuable from it as well. Thanks for listening, and let's meet again soon.